Pressure right up the middle. Kosi will come. Nofoinga comes up the middle, and there's just a big pressure that's put on by Maltosi, and then it's off to the races for Nofo. Huge turn of events. Cougars were looking like they were going to put it in the end zone or get three out of it. Touchdown like they did, Baylor did to UNLV. What an incredible finish to that football game a week ago. We are the tide from the north, we're brave and we're bold, defeating all rivals, never gets old, making our way to the Big Sky Conference, watch out cause here comes the silver and gold, whoa, whoa, this is Tubbs at the Club for the Vandals of Idaho. Welcome back, Mighty Vandals, to Tubbs of the Club, the Idaho Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Marceau, going solo, as you can see. Look, we, we record when we can, guys, and every once in a while, uh, we're on a skeleton crew. Dallas made the mistake of going to the Washington State-Oregon game in Pullman. Spoiler alert, you got to see some history, but not the kind of history you want to. Martin made the mistake of doing family stuff, in Flagstaff, so he could be at the Idaho NAU game. So maybe not quite a mistake. And then one of our backups, Taryn Kovach, he's a reporter who is busy being a reporter at the Washington State Oregon game. So you guys are stuck with me. It's just solo, Brian. This is when I could fit it in, but we're done with the subtext, guys. This is a this has been a great day for Idaho football. We're going to jump in around the bar, brought to us by Hughes River Expedition. The only topic on the agenda is. Idaho looks pretty damn good in Big Sky Conference opener, beats the shit out of NAU, Northern Arizona, whatever. Uh, 27 to 10 in Flagstaff. So the rhythm of this game was honestly, Idaho immediately looks like they're, looks like the Idaho team that a lot of us hoped we saw or that we'd have after the Washington, Washington State, Indiana games. Uh, Idaho scores early. Uh, first first possession on a three yard run by Rashawn Johnson, a 13 play 75 yard run that 75 yard uh, drive that ate up seven minutes and 31 seconds of clock time. NAU responds with a touchdown drive of their own, 13 plays 75 yards on a five yard touchdown pass from RJ Martinez to Aleshwan Taylor. Idaho, and it was back and forth scoring early because look, Idaho, Idaho kicks a field goal next possession. Holds NAU. Idaho gets a touchdown on a two-yard pass. Connor Whitney from Giovanni McCoy. And uh, NAU closes the half with a field goal to make it 17-10. to 10. There was no scoring from NAU for the rest of the game. Idaho closed out with a, a third-quarter field goal by Ricardo Chavez. Chavez goes two for two from field goals. He has not missed a single field goal this season, man. I've said it earlier. I'm going to say it a thousand times. Ricardo Chavez is a kicker. Looks like a damn pro right now. Rashawn Johnson puts the exclamation point on the evening with a uh, nine yard touchdown run to cap off a six play 39 yard drive. That's it. 27, 10 Idaho. Honestly, the game was 27, 10. It did not feel like a 17 point game. Idaho dominated this game minus that first drive where NAU responded to Idaho's touchdown with a touchdown of their own. Idaho dominated this game. 
Yeah, it was 17 points. It felt like a 30-ish point win because, look, NAU could do almost nothing minus that one drive. And on the other other drive, NAU scored. They kicked that field goal. That was buttressed on a, uh, I'm going to call it shaky, uh, roughing the passer penalty that added 15 yards uh, to NAU's progress. Minus that, look, there's just nothing for the Lumberjacks, which lets me jump right in. Hey, what went well for Idaho? Well, simple version. A lot of shit went well, but I am going to start with a pretty damn impressive defensive effort from Rob Orich and company. Northern Arizona gains 179 total yards. And look, got to contextualize that too. Already said they, their first NAU's first drive, they, they go 75 yards. So other, after that first drive in roughly three and a half quarters, three quarters and the third, whatever Northern Arizona accrues a total of 104 yards for the rest of the game. That's it. Truly Idaho shut NAU down. Doesn't matter which part of the game you want to look at Uh, lumberjacks passing the ball. And RJ Martinez is not a bad big sky quarterback last season through freshman of the year through 13 touchdowns, one pick all of it in big sky play. Well, today, RJ Martinez is held to 15 of 35. So sub 50% completion percentage, 127 total yards. throws one touchdown and one pick sack twice longest pass 26 yards. So look, Idaho secondary absolutely was surrendering nothing. By the way, Tommy McCormick uh, picked off another pass. The announcing team brought this up. The Northern Arizona announcing team, Tommy McCormick's interception was That's the eighth turnover Idaho has forced this 2022 season. That equals the total of what Idaho forced in all of 2021. And Idaho played Simon Frazier in 2021. We obviously did not this year. So Idaho's four games into an 11 game season. We already have forced the exact same amount of turnovers as we did last season. So look, we, if you were hoping for the promise we saw in those first two weeks to materialize into something, this NAU game, mark this one, this is where we can say, okay, the, Rob Orich is Rob Orich as a coach, the talent that we've recruited, and also look the secondary talent that we retained from last season. Also, other guys like like Favai Favai, he, he was linebacker on the team last season. Look, so we had some holdovers, but the guys we had as holdovers in the secondary, for the most part, because that, that's who plays. We have a couple transfers, but mostly these are guys from the team last year. They're clearly good enough. Going from being a secondary that in Big Sky play gave up. 21 touchdown, sorry, 20 touchdown passes in 2021 and picked off two total passes. And now they're playing teams like Northern Arizona and they use a solid big sky team and surrendering, you know, 129 yards for RJ Martinez through the air. That's a damn good effort for you, for Idaho on the defensive side of the ball. But that was not the, it was not just through the air, of course, that Idaho shut NAU down because look, NAU accrued fewer than 200 total yards. So on the ground, NAU, 52 total yards. That's it. So it look, did not matter what Northern Arizona after that first drive tried to do. They, they couldn't. The end. That, that was absolutely it. Uh, if we're looking at, you want to look at yards per play, uh, rushing, and it, NAU averaged 2.3 yards per rush, uh, 23 attempts for 52 net yards. They gained 80 total, lost you know, lost a few from sacks, 28 yards total lost. So, uh, yeah, 52 rushing yards on 23 attempts. Man, that is uh, 
that's about as good an effort as you can ask for. And if you were concerned at all about how Drake was able to rush on Idaho early, well, hey, let's put it to bed at least a little bit. Northern Arizona is a middle-ish of the pack Big Sky team, and Idaho absolutely dominates on the defensive side of the ball the entire game minus one drive. Uh, really hard to stress how overall impre- just how overall impressive Idaho's defensive effort was. Other, just a couple defensive stats now to bring up. Uh, Favai, Favai, eight total tackles led the team. Tommy McCormick already covered. He picked off a pass. Also finishes with seven tackles, five solo, two assisted. Marcus Harris has a pass breakup and five tackles as well. Uh, Giuliano Falanico picks up three total three total tackles, including a sack and a quarterback hurry. Uh, Kamari Bailey also picks up quarterback hurry. Leo Tombo with two QB hurries. But again, this was uh, Mervin. Sorry, got to bring up Mervin Kenyon. Mervin Kenyon, the third, two pass breakups as well. Just o- just overall wire to wire Idaho defensively. It is unbelievable to me to think that we as Vandals watched a lot of the, a good amount of these guys who were on the team last season. There's some new dudes, of course, uh, like Paul Mawala. Paul Mawala was not on on the team last year. He of course he's looked great great as well. Follow Nico was not on the team last year. But hey, uh, Favai Favai was on the team as linebacker last season. Marcus Harris was on the team last year as a corner as a cornerback. Tommy McCormick was on the team last year. Those guys, it just looks completely different on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to get to offense in a minute, but this was just a thorough domination. And look, one of the stats that's typically indicative, a lot of people knee jerk jump to time of possession as being something dictated by, by the offense and the offensive strategy. And absolutely that mattered in, in how the time of possession split finished for this game. But Idaho, man, time of possession. Vandals hold on the ball for 41 minutes, 28 seconds. NAU has the ball for 18 minutes and 32 seconds total. Some of that is certainly the rhythm of the offense, just like against WSU. You know, Idaho tends to run down the play clock all the way. But the reason we had that, you know, 41, almost 42 minutes to 18 minutes and change split it's because once NAU had the ball, well, they were punting it away most of the time anyway. Just went over. They had two total drives where they scored. Uh, yeah, just an absolute absolute domination on the on the defensive side of the ball. Look at NAU's drives uh, to close close the game. I'm just gonna go from in, at the end of the second quarter. So that's when NAU had their their field goal. So in three possessions in the first half. Uh, and they which uh, got to bring this up. This was one of the fastest damn football games I will ever, ever watch. Uh, there's a lot of family members who may have people like me who like to watch football, who are going to be, we're going to love Jason. Eck. They don't care. They might not care about the wins and losses. We've got a lot of family members who are probably going to say, well, thank God Jason X getting these games done in like three hours. He, I don't care how Idaho does. He's my new favorite coach, but in NAU has three first half, to, three total first half possessions, a touchdown punt and a field goal. Here's our second half possessions. Punt, uh, two pl- punt for uh, they had five negative five total yards on drive. Next possession, punt one total yard. Next possession, interception had accrued twenty five total yards. Next possession, punt minus six yards. Next possession, turnover on down, screwed thirty one yards. Last possession, punt negative three yards. You can check that out in the second half. Roughly half the NAU possessions were for negative yardage. More than half the NAU possessions were for somewhere between one and negative six yards. So, man, 
there is not a whole lot more I think you can ask of University of Idaho's defense. Just an absolutely sound job on that side of the ball. Obviously, you can see in the box score holding a team to 10 points. That, that certainly means defense was effective. But, again, this was a 17-point game that felt like a 30- or 35-point game because Northern Arizona absolutely could not could not do anything. Look in the comment section. Got half cheetah, will view. Brings up held NAU to 57 rushing yards, which I brought that up. Um, man, real impressive. Northern Arizona has struggled offensively this season, and Idaho continues that trend against uh, North Dakota. Northern Arizona, and North Dakota is not a bad football team. Northern Arizona looked like maybe they ride, they had righted their ship. RJ Martinez threw for over 300 yards, close to what people were expecting of the dude this year. Well, uh, didn't happen this week against Idaho, and NAU is at home. So, yeah, man, absolutely great effort defensively. So what else went well? Offensive side of the ball. Look, Idaho scores 27 points. This was a game that it certainly felt like Idaho could have finished with more than 27 points. So individual stats. Giovanni McCoy, real efficient, 18 of 20. And his two incomplete passes, one was a throwaway, so it was the, the pass he should have made. And then one, it was a breakup, good play by the NAU's quarter, cornerback. I don't remember who it was. But Giovanni McCoy goes 18 to 20, 184 yards, throws a touchdown, gets sacked once. But McCoy looked real strong today. In addition to that, McCoy, four rushes for a, a net or, or for total 22 yards, lost four yards on a sack. So a total, it's four rushes for 18 yards. But McCoy uh, certainly kept some plays alive with his legs. And was wasn't asked by Eck to throw it, you know, 100 times, 20 total passes. Man, if he's going to complete eight, 18 pass completions for almost uh, two, almost 200 yards and touchdown, a few of those, uh, few of those plays were pretty good looks of, of McCoy extending the play, having to roll out to his right, kind of making something out of nothing. Uh, real impressive outing. Northern Arizona has looked stronger defensively this season, and well, McCoy did everything he was asked to do. Uh, and pretty sound, sound night. Also, Hayden Hatton completes one of one pass for one of one pass attempts for 30 yards. Jason Eck has another trick play like Taryn Kovach on our show said, Hey, there's, there's a few trick plays we didn't see in those first two games. Well, Hey, we, we had another wide receiver pass Hayden Hatton uh, one, one for 30 yards. So on, on the ground, Idaho real effective as well. So the, the split overall pass attempts uh, counting Hayden Hatton is Idaho through 21 times. Idaho rushed 48 times. So that's, you know, rushing about twice as many times as we passed it. But some of that was chewing up clock. Some of it was because Idaho was effective on the ground. 48 rushes for 201 yards. Rashawn Johnson led the way as far as rush attempts, 25 rushes for 86 yards or 20, 25 rushes for 85 yards and two touchdowns along of 10, uh, 3.4 yards per rush. Not like the most efficient, but Rashawn Johnson was solid. For sure. Anthony Woods left in the third quarter with injury and Anthony Woods again looked great while he was on the field. 18 rushes for 84 yards, 4.7 average, 20 yards. His longest rush was 20 yards. Uh, Elisha Cummings had a, saw a little bit of action as well, uh, but overall, Rashawn Johnson and Anthony Woods, they are a timeshare for Idaho offensively and expect to see that going forward uh, Our we're real hope really hoping anthony woods is going to be okay for next week's homecoming against northern colorado as of a midnight now on sunday 
there's no news about what Anthony Woods' actual injury is. Uh, we're all fingers crossed he's going to be okay. No reason to think he won't be okay, but also no reason to say he is okay because there's no news. Uh, receiving Jermaine Jackson again leads Idaho. He just looks like our number one guy. Five receptions for 96 yards. Terrest Trainer did not play, but look, Idaho's doing fine without him. We'll be stoked when Terrest Trainer's back on the field, but um, I don't see the wideout room looking like they're missing like they're missing anything at this point. Uh, Michael Graves also a sophomore, kind of a revelation this season. Five catches for 50 yards. Hayden Hatton five catches for 49 yards and Connor Whitney four catches for 19 yards. He had the touchdown reception from McCoy. That's the offensive stats, but also uh, to walk through a little bit of what it seemed like experientially. I mean, Idaho, Idaho didn't punt until the second half. Look, Idaho's drives. We had the Vandals start out for first drive, uh, seven minute drive, seven and a half minute drive, 75 yards for a touchdown. Next drive after NAU scores, Idaho has a six six minute forty one second drive for sixty eight yards, ends in a field goal. Next drive, Idaho eleven plays eighty eight yards, six minutes seven seconds, ends in a touchdown. That's the that's the Idaho possessions, other than one play taken a knee to end to end the second half. Idaho officially four possessions, but from the way most people count, Idaho essentially has three possessions in the first half. All of them are scores, and as far as Tune the clock. Uh, those three possessions, we have around 20-ish minutes of 20, 20-ish minutes of time of possession. So just not only is Idaho moving the ball, yeah, they're they're slowing the pace down, but a slow pace, if you're not doing anything, doesn't matter. While Idaho is able to move the ball, man, they they are just against a team like Northern Arizona, it just puts the, the offense on ice, which hey, even if but defensively didn't matter if NAU had the ball because Idaho was shutting them out pretty damn quick. This was just a thorough ass taking on, on, on both sides of the ball uh, possessions for Idaho in the second half. I'm not going to say the Vandals exactly let off the gas. Cause I don't think they did. Uh, it was just the first half. Every possession was a score. Second half. We got a field goal on a 35 play, 35 yard drive took up three minutes. Next two possessions are punts, but one of the possessions Shoot up eight plays, 43 yards, and almost six minutes of game time. Following possession is a six-play drive for a touchdown. And look, at that point, there's we're in the fourth quarter. Idaho's up 27-10. That's the score it's going to finish at. But at that point, Idaho was pretty clearly just kind of chewing up clock to, to end this game. This wasn't the Paul Petrino version of, I don't know, running up the middle every single time until it's third and long, then throwing an incomplete pass. Uh, no, this was... This was Jason Deck intentionally knowing that hey, we're uh, the Vandals are dominating this game. There's no, there's no need to really push a score up, but uh, whole point is just two o'clock, and they did it. So uh, that's the basic narrative of the game. My takeaways before it gets stuff like game balls are one: uh, we did not see Jack Lane play this game, so maybe that means we dial back to. Jack Lane might play opportunistically against Drake. He played in the second quarter. It was clearly the game was not decided when Jack Lane went in. This time we didn't see him play a single snap, but look, Giovanni McCoy looked great. So I don't know why in God's name you'd want to pull a guy who's 18 to 20 doing everything he needs to do. There may be times, there certainly are going to be times this season where Giovanni McCoy is going to be asked to pass a little more than on one third of the plays because look, Idaho rushed about a little more than twice as many times as we as we passed. 
That's obviously not going to be the case every single game. But this far in the season, McCoy has given pretty good reason to believe that if his number's called more than 20 times, us as Vandals should be confident he there's a good chance he's going to look all right. He certainly has an arm. He can certainly, with his legs, he's been pretty elusive. He doesn't break big runs, but he does extend plays. He is able to extend drives on you know third and short-ish or something like that where he's able to make to uh, if there's no, nothing, he'll tuck and run, gets enough to move the sticks, which is all he needs to do. Uh, further takeaways, Idaho's offensive line was, is one of the bigger questions on the team. It's still going to be a big question throughout the rest of the season. I don't think this game alone should let you think, hey, the Vandals' offensive line is absolutely going to dominate against teams like Montana or teams like Sacramento State that look, very, that look like they're very good. But Northern Arizona, they're one of the teams that Idaho has to be able to beat if there's going to be any prayer of this season finishing the way a lot of us hope and feel that this this season could. NAU is one of the, part of those that group of four-ish, five-ish teams, depending on who you count, of Idaho, Northern Arizona, Portland State, Eastern Washington, and UC Davis. Of a, a couple of those teams are going to have a shot at the playoffs. And the teams out of those, that group that have a shot in the playoffs, they're, they're the type of teams that are going to beat the shitty teams. Like they're going to beat your Northern Colorados. They're going to beat your Idaho States and your Cal Polys. But Idaho plays four of those teams. We play Portland State. We've already played Northern Arizona. We have we play Eastern Washington, UC Davis later. Both of those are our home games. If Idaho's going to have a prayer at the playoffs, we're going to have to pick up a good amount of wins against those solid teams. Some of those teams that since Idaho joined the Big Sky back in 2018 – Vandals certainly have not been doing that. Well, we picked off Idaho picks off one today does so in absolutely convincing fashion enough. So that uh, I think if you were nervous about the UC Davis, Eastern Washington games later in the season, you you can look at this NAU game and think, you know what? Maybe it's time to reevaluate my anxieties. I know I, I look in our preseason episode, I picked Idaho to lose against Eastern and UC Davis later in the year. I'm starting to think, you know what? Look, these vandals are doing what they need to do. They're looking for real. I, I had a conversation with a friend after the game. And one of the things he brought up is because of vandal PTSD, you watch, you watch Idaho, you keep thinking, okay, like when does Idaho screwed up? When, when is Idaho going to commit a dumb turnover? When's Idaho going to have a mental lapse defensively? that leads to a huge touchdown followed by Idaho going three out. Well, didn't happen. If you were waiting for that to happen, good news. Never did. Uh, Jason Eck, Rob Orch, Luke Schleisner, man, Coaching staff looks great. Special teams again looks good. Ricardo Chavez is absolutely to me. There's no, there's no way there's a better field goal kicker in the Big Sky right now than Ricardo Chavez. Man, he the way the length he gets on his field goals, he abs, he looks like a guy who can make money as a kicker at some point. He, boy, did we luck out snagging Chavez from from a junior college, junior college All American. So, uh, look, offensive line play. We circling back after the tangent. Idaho rushes three point nine yards per rush. Not the most look 3.9 yards per rush is not the most impressive number in the history of football, but it was certainly good enough. Idaho was able to move the ball pretty damn well on the ground too. So I guess what I'd say is that 3.9 yards per rush, it actually did feel in the game as a, though it was a steady 3.9 ish four ish yards per rush that Idaho could advance the ball pretty damn well, man, especially in that first half, three possessions, three scores, then first possession, second half Idaho scores again. So uh, maybe that that's a number you look at and you say, look, box scores don't always tell the entire story. You got to watch the game to know what actually happened. 
So Idaho rushing wise, I feel pretty, I feel okay about Idaho right now. I'll feel a lot better when I hear that Anthony Woods is playing against Northern Colorado next week. Cause Rashawn Johnson is, is solid. He's a running back. A lot of teams would like to have, I think it's pretty clear. Anthony Woods is the more dynamic running back for Idaho. Rashawn's a nice compliment. Having those two lets us not have to have one rusher rush, you know, 25, 28 times in a game, which as far as health later into the season, that absolutely will matter. But uh, Anthony Woods is a weapon. Honestly, unlike I've seen at Idaho for a long time, certainly uh, a weapon I haven't seen in Idaho since Idaho joined the big sky back in, back in 2018. So other takeaways, this might, this probably falls a little bit under the, Hey, what, what did, what went right? I mean, this is a bit of a mix. Um, Idaho, penalties man sorry this is not going right this is jumping back to idaho this this did not go right idaho did have an issue with penalties eight penalties for 65 yards some of those penalties including uh some false starts were they're the kind of penalties where look if this is a this is idaho playing montana this is idaho playing sac state maybe you see davis you're thinking okay these are kind of back-breaking penalties uh that's something that's that fingers crossed has to get cleaned up Earlier in the season, Idaho had not had as much issues with penalties. It creeped up a little bit against Drake. And this game, penalties were frustration. Were frustration. It obviously did not cost Idaho the game. Idaho made up for the penalties fine. But uh, eight penalties for 65 yards, you can expect Jason X not exactly uh, elated, elated about that, that type of production penalty-wise. Um, other things that, you know, room for improvement – Idaho goes three of 11 on third down conversions. Uh, now we'll say, look, they went, Idaho went two of two on fourth down. So I know this isn't third down, but that third down on third or fourth down, Idaho converted five, five times on a total of 13 opportunities. Or if you want to round the two fourth down into third down, just saying it extended the drives five times in 11 possessions or in 11 opportunities, Idaho is able to extend drives. Uh, three of 11, not quite what you want, but hey, Idaho goes five of five scoring in the red zone. Um, sat, we sacked NAU twice for 20 yards. Again, time of possession, man. That is just a thing. That was, um, that's kind of been a constant for Idaho in all their games, including Washington State and Indiana, where Idaho kind of, Idaho is, a, especially when Idaho can move the ball. Maybe we should have seen this coming because in the WSU Indiana games, Idaho had that rhythm of having drives early and then just getting nothing offensively for three quarters. And then, but still, Idaho time of possession was pretty impressive. This is, this is a game where Idaho looked kind of like, I bet a lot of people imagined Idaho looking South Dakota State-ish because why in God's name would you not with Jason X, the coach? And this is a game that did feel South Dakota State-ish, as in complete dominance and time of possession in a way that mattered. Now, look, Eastern Washington, they are, they're a different example of this, of sometimes they look like they get dominated time of possession-wise, possession but it's because they score real quick. That wasn't the case. This was an example where time of possession put NAU on ice. And that was part of why the second half of this game, especially after Idaho scores early in the second half, this just, this game felt like it was honestly over for a long time. It was still exciting because you, because it, well, it felt good as a Vanderbilt to actually feel like we should win a game on the road. And then we, we do, but NAU didn't really threaten at all until, I mean, after that field goal that the Lumberjacks had bring them up to 10, 
they didn't threaten at all. The, the game was essentially over because of how Idaho handled both sides of the ball. But um, look, we're we're closing in on game balls. Couple other couple other notes. This is the third time Idaho's looked pretty damn good on the road, guys. So we're we're closing in to me on the last few seasons in Idaho football. We everyone knew. Look, Idaho's going to face plant on the road against anyone, virtually anyone. But if the team isn't catastrophically terrible, like Idaho State at the end of last season when both Petrino and Fennessey were fired, and it was the most meaningless game in the history of meaningless games. Those were the kind of road games Idaho has won in the last decade, last five years or so. That's not going to be the case this season, guys. Idaho had two strong showings against Washington State and Indiana, and now we just beat the shit out of Northern Arizona on the road. Uh, that's another takeaway, guys. I think the road issue Vandals have had for a long time. We've had three three separate times. Three, two is a trend. Three is a pattern, guys. Idaho has shown they can show up on the road three times a season. Expect that to, to be something that we just see repeatedly throughout the season, which Vandals still have Montana on the road, Sacramento State on the road, and Vandals also close the season out with Idaho State on the road. So uh, if the Vandals are going to make the playoffs, we've got to get to that seven-win threshold. There's no way to do that without picking up, picking off some, good, some more road wins. Idaho State looks like a brain-dead one to pick at this point. But uh, Idaho's going to have to beat some, some pretty good teams. And look, we've got got one of the wins we needed. To me, the early season stretch for Idaho is the most important stretch of the season because if the Vandals are going to have an okay season, we have to go 3-0 in that run of Drake North at Northern Arizona, then hosting Northern Colorado next week for homecoming. Well, the Vandals have picked off two convincing wins out of those three. And spoiler alert, Dylan McCaffrey is going to be starting for Northern Colorado. He started this week for the Bears against Idaho State had the game of his career. Rob Orich and co is going to look at the tape from Northern Colorado, Idaho state. And I think that we're going to see an effort that is, if you thought NAU is impressive, you have got to expect Rob Orich and co are going to have no difficulty with Northern Colorado because RJ Martinez is much better than Dylan McCaffrey. Northern Colorado can't run on anyone and they've played three shitty FCS teams so far. And again, in none of those games could Northern Colorado run Idaho is easily the best FCS team that Northern Colorado is going to play. So uh, defensively guys, I, I just think Idaho is going to be pretty good. That's another generalizable takeaway to me is defensively. These dudes just look sound. Now things to things to pay attention to already hit penalties. Already hit third down conversions were not as good that we did go two two on fourth down. Um, did we did see Jason Hallbeck was injured? He walked off on his own power, so a little concern there. Anthony Woods he left the game in the third quarter, did not come back. Fingers crossed, the dude's okay. Jordan Dwyer was hurt against Drake. Dwyer did not play against Northern Arizona. Uh, we're we're hopeful that we'll see. We'll see Dwyer on, on the field this coming week. Honestly, I expected we were going to see him this week, but we did not. Idaho didn't need him. We were, we were fine without Jordan Dwyer playing, but that's another weapon that has missed some time. You hope he's okay. Um, but fingers crossed. So honestly, honestly, it's a pretty narrow window to me of things that, that you would take away from this game and say they were disappointing at all from Idaho. It's really just penalties and third down conversions were not great. Look, 27 points to me, this easily could have been much more 
Um, this was not a game like against Drake where Idaho kicked four field goals and you're kind of pissed that the Vandals kicked four field goals. Two field goals is fine. We score Idaho scores every single time we're in the red zone. And uh, settling for two field goals is okay because we punched it in the end zone three times. So uh, it was easily enough for the win at Northern Arizona. Game balls that game balls for me. Defensive side, you, you just got to go with Giovanni McCoy which I feel like that is a cop-out because it's pretty easy right now with how football is broadly to just knee-jerk think, okay, well, quarterback always gets game ball. But look, Idaho Idaho rushed it 48 times. We passed it 21. McCoy passed 20 total times. But even with how there, there were times, especially early, Idaho looked a little bit scared to throw the ball around very much in the, like in the first quarter. Um, then later on, there was a little bit of run where it was slightly confusing where it seemed like Idaho's passing a little bit more proportionately than I don't know they needed to. So I guess that, that, that was a little bit weird weird for a couple moments. But back to the game ball thing, man. Giovanni McCoy, in spite of not having, let's say, for the whole game, a regular rhythm of passes because of that play-calling distribution of 48 rushes to 20 pass attempts for McCoy. Dude, McCoy looked looked the part of a solid big sky starter again, 18 to 20, 184 yards and a touchdown extended plays with, with his leg alluded some sacks was real impressed to see redshirt freshman, Giovanni McCoy going out there. And look, we, we talked about last week. If Jason X is going to think about playing Jack lane, you have to know that that, that makes it seem like there's a glacial kind of quarterback competition taking place this season. But uh, look at that confidence placed in Giovanni McCoy. This was an absolutely Idaho had to pick off that win to start start the Big Sky season. They did. McCoy, he did everything he could possibly have done, guys. If McCoy had gotten to throw it 35 times, he would have easily been around 300-ish yards and had a much more sexy stat line. But uh, Giovanni McCoy, real impressive in my mind. Uh, Game ball on the defensive side. Again, there's a ton of dudes this could go to. But I'm going to go with Tommy McCormick. Second on team in tackles, picked off another pass. Just impressive to see. And look, we've we've brought up Marcus Harris as another impact player on in the cornerback room. Uh, we we've also talked about you know dudes like Jeremiah Salam, another cornerback who it's a name that's not new to Vandals. He's had moments where he's looked he's looked great. By the way, uh, Jeremiah Salam two tackles this game, but. My game ball game, it's going to go to Tommy McCormick. The Idaho secondary, that was one of the play, the position groups for the last forever. It's always a, a thing people are concerned about with Idaho football. It's the thing this show was concerned about with Idaho football. Damn, Idaho secondary looks like a relative strength at this point. Tommy McCormick is one of the guys who you got to highlight as a reason why this is a relative strength. And Idaho's already forced as many turnovers this is not just a secondary, but Idaho as a team has already forced more turnovers than or as many turnovers as the Vandals forced all of last season. And hey, in one big sky game with Tommy McCormick picking that pass off, we're halfway to the total number of passes Idaho picked off in 2021, guys. This is a this defensive unit is just sound. That that's it. There's the worries that I have now. Honestly, more has to do with hey, is the front seven going to be able to contain bigger team now well hey northern arizona should you know dallas talked about on the preview relative to the sign of size of the offensive line at northern arizona you'd expect they could be more effective rushing the ball lumberjacks were down a couple running backs so hey that kind of matters but idaho holds lumberjacks to sub 60 rushing yards uh, that's not exactly concerned but 
Tommy McCormick is a, he's he's not look Montana State has touchdown Tommy Tommy Melodic cornerback. Well, Idaho's got turnover t- Tommy Tommy McCormick in in our secondary. That is abs- that is I, at least second pass he's picked off. Forgive me, I'm going solo, so I can't look up everything. Uh, at least second pass McCormick's picked off. He's also also forced at least one fumble. Dude looked great. So McCormick gets my game ball. This is uh, we're about to close it out. This has been brought to you as always, guys, by Hughes River Expedition, the uh, obviously fantastic sponsor. Hey, if you guys are interested in sponsoring the show, well, get in line because Hughes River Expedition, they're uh, look, they're vandal owned and operated. This is if you want to go on vacation of a lifetime, if you want to go on any sort of all inclusive week long vacation where you're going on multi day trips down the middle fork of the salmon or the main salmon river of no return, salmon river canyons or the selway, you want to do anything like uh, special trips, see the Perced meteor shower, you want to camp on pristine beaches, see amazing white water, hike scenic trails, take in the history along the river, rivers of Idaho and Montana, fish some of the most remote stretches river in the country. Just, just give HRE a call. You bring your clothes, they take care of the rest. They've been vandal owned and operated since 1976. Ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Give them a call at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. So that is, uh, that's essentially the episode, dudes. Idaho's got Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado, Christ, for homecoming this week. And man, we got Idaho. I'm, we're going to be begging people on this show. We're going to be begging you on the Tuesday show. Please, Vandals, you have to reward Jason Eckenco. You have to ignore award the University of Idaho Athletic Department. They're doing a ton of right things right now. They're doing a ton of the right outreach. They're doing a ton of social media stuff that really it really does matter now. It's not just Twitter shit. This this outreach, both online and in person, it all matters. It doesn't matter if Idaho's not winning a ton of football games, but Jason Eck has had he's won every game he's supposed to, guys, two and own the FCS. Pack the dome for homecoming. Please reward the work that people are doing for Idaho. When people do, this is, look, this is not just an Idaho football thing. This is generally speaking an outside of football life thing, but I'm going to really hammer home with football. If you've been a long suffering vandal pissed about how things are for a long time, this football team's going the other way. They're, they are holding up their end of the bargain on the field. They're holding up their end of the bargain with outreach. The ad administration's holding up their end of the bargain too. As fans, we have to reward when people, institutions, our teams are doing everything that we need them to do. And that's what this Idaho football team is doing right now. They're going to beat the shit out of Northern Colorado for homecoming. So please, we need to get a better showing in the dome than we had our first week. If you're a fan who's on the fence, well, look, we just picked up a, a good road win. Northern Colorado is nowhere near as good as Northern Arizona. So expect if we have any sort, if we have, any sort of environment in the dome for homecoming where, you know, it's not the announced figure from Drake of 5,800. We're getting past the 10,000 figure. That's going to be a kick-ass environment guys. So if you can go to Moscow, please get your ass there, get, get behind this team. Football season is already four weeks through. It's a 12 week season total, but Idaho only plays 11 weeks. We have that bye week after the Northern Colorado game next week. Vandals. The football season and games played, we're already more than a third of the way through. This shit goes by in a blink. So if you're on the fence, get off the fence, get to Moscow. Uh, Again, congratulations to Idaho. This is so much more fun to cover a team like this. This is so much more fun to see new blood coming in 
and doing they're they're living up to all the potential that we hoped this team had. Look, to me, this looks like a team that I will not ride Idaho off of the playoffs. We there are some big, big games. Idaho has to beat the hell out of northern Colorado next week. After that, if we're sitting at 2 0 in big sky play, Idaho needs to go at four and two or at worst. Uh, at worst, three and three in Big Sky play to close that out. We've got Idaho has Montana, Sacramento State on the schedule, sure, but look, there's some solid teams left still. Other than those two, Idaho's going to have to beat Portland State. We're going to have to get a, at least one win out of Eastern and UC Davis. We're going to have to beat Idaho State. Realistically, Idaho needs to beat the hell out of the the bottom bottom ish half teams left on the schedule. That's Portland State, Northern Colorado next week, Idaho State to close to close season out. That's three that that's three games. Idaho already has two conference wins. So if, look, if Idaho wins those three, that's five conference wins. We have to in the the four games of, of tougher teams Idaho has left. That's Montana, Sac State, Eastern, UC Davis. If Idaho's going to make the playoffs, we have to pick out we have to pick off probably two of those four. And uh, I wouldn't write that off yet, guys. A lot of que- there's still some things that Idaho's going to have to answer. Still, still some stu- stuff to work on. I bet Martin and Dallas going to be able to talk about it in their minute or so, a minute or so on Tuesday. But this is a week to celebrate. Idaho dominates pretty damn close to wire to wire. After that 75 yard drive, barely surrenders 100 yards defensively. And it's just a good day to be a Vandal, guys. Um, like our stuff. Like the. Follow us on YouTube. That's one of the ways you can support the show. You, if you want your very own King Spud sticker, we've been selling those guys. Uh, direct message either me or the Tubbs at the Club accounts. It's at Brian Marceau or at Tubbs at Club. We're selling the King Spud stickers. One for $3, two for five. There's uh, nowhere else you guys are going to get this. It's another way you can support the show. As always, there's our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Tubbs at the Club. We have some kick-ass members in our Discord. Uh, the Discord we have running during the game, it's a chat thread it's a chat that's going on the entire time uh it's it's pretty damn fun honestly i spend more time in the chat than on twitter or anything like that even though in spoiler alert it's better outreach for me to do the twitter stuff our discord's just more fun guys so that's there's a few ways you can support the show make sure to support your vandals on tuesday the crew's going to be back so it won't be just me solo tomorrow or if you're listening to this on sunday i still have the big big sky podcast network power ranking episode that i'll be doing tubs the club is Honestly, one of the best places for F- for Big Sky content. We've got our pre. We do the previews Tuesday. We do the post episode shows as you're seeing now, and we do a weekly episode. I don't think there's a better place to get it if you want to know everything that there is to know about the Big Sky. I don't think there's a better channel, but I'm on my on the channel. So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks everyone who's, who's taking part in the Discord. Thanks everyone who travel who's going to travel to the Northern Colorado game. And with that, I'm going to uh, eventually find a video to play us out. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. And go Vandals. Motherfucker. Jesus Christ. This is producer Brian doing a terrible job of even finding.